Podcast, turn the fuck up. Who's that creeping through my window? Before you come outside, I got the info. Took it to the end zone from the end zone. No, I love to smoke, you love to lick mo. Wanna hit the jack, then what you call for? That out your name, shit that ain't called for. Mm. Who that creepin' know the tennis dark? All that fallin' love, shit got it, Kevin Hart. Yeah. All that speed and fast shit, we might tell apart. All that copper rush shit, I might clip a sarge. Keep bouncing that ass, you just might get a wart. Yeah, if she bad, she get a pass into the tour. Passes, I pick yeah. through the family, grab the bastards like Janet. Ops outside, don't panic. Gotta switch, gotta change up transit. Still jump around, move fancy. And I still don't like shit fancy. Up late, feeling real chancy. The outside really trying to hear me. Welcome back to the Nothing Less Podcast. I am your host, Alexis. Uh, Martin is still out. He's currently still doing big guy things. I bet the people are wondering what the fuck is he doing? Why is he my co-host and not uh, attending these things? Well, I got him. He is—he just got a new job. He currently moved in with his woman's. So congrats to him. He's getting everything sorted out. I told him, you know, whatever time you need, we got it. Don't worry. I got you on lock. Um, but other than that, Welcome back, guys. Hopefully, you are enjoying the week. Hopefully, you are enjoying this ugly-ass weather. I hate the rain. Earlier, I was trying to do some stuff on the PC, get shit started for this pod, and everything just went out. Lights went out. It was pretty sad, honestly, because I had uh, some stuff already set up, but yeah, it got erased. Um, For this pod, we're going to strictly talk about the NFL. Week 2, we're going to talk about the marquee matchups, in my opinion, why they are what they are, and what to expect um, st- statistically speaking. And also, I guess, we got to talk future sense. Who do, you, who do I think is going to win? Uh, to get started, this one's going to be the Bengals versus the Browns. It's tonight. Uh, you got Joe Burrow, the number one pick, 
And you got uh, two years ago, number one pick for the Cleveland Browns, Baker Mayfield. Um, my question for this game, is it make or break for Baker this like this year or I guess early on this year? Uh, the reason I say that is more or less he's played pretty bad for the past year and last game. And it's kind of sad to see that because you look at him and you think a uh, gunslinger like himself, the confidence booster that he can be, you would, you'd hope he'd be pushing it like you'd be pushing the, Bron- Bron- uh, the Browns into, I guess, contendership, at least for a wild card because obviously the Ravens are looking crazy and the Steelers are looking crazy. But he's been holding them back. He's been making some pretty bad plays. Uh, I just found out a random stat that he had the most time on the pocket than anyone this past week. So, you know, the O-line isn't looking like much of an issue. It's just more of him making bad decisions. Um, another question that I, I guess, wondered, is this going to be a night similarly to, like, how, I guess, Baker came into the scene? You know, it was a Thursday night game two years ago when he came in for the starting gig uh, as a replacement for Tyrod. Um, Joe Burrow is obviously the starter in Cincinnati, but he's getting a big, big game this early in the season. Uh, can he do the best of it? Um, we'll just have to see. I mean, Joe Burrow last last game against the Chargers didn't play too bad. I mean, he did have an interception, but he went 23 of 36. No touchdown passing, but he did have a rushing touchdown, which he looked pretty solid in. Um, as for Baker, Baker went 21 of 39. For 189 yards, one touchdown, and an interception. You could say he looked like a ghost because he, when he was, he vanished every time. I mean, uh, the Ravens defense was locking him up. That's sure handed. I mean, we're not going to discredit the Ravens here at, at all. But, I I mean, with a one-two punch with Jarvis Landry and OBJ, you would expect more. Jarvis Landry had five catches for 61 yards when OBJ went for three for 22. Uh, Baker's reasoning for not targeting OBJ a lot is more of you just got to be play smarter in his his eyes. I mean, he says that you got to, you know, when in due time to throw, he'll throw. Um, maybe he should take maybe the D-hop route, that how, the way how Kyler did it. Just keep throwing to, to DeAndre Hopkins. I just think OBJ is, uh, he's getting worn out over there. I don't know if it's just kind of uh, just the media aspect of things or just Baker or just playing like dog shit. But it's sad to see. I mean, OBJ, I mean, you haven't really heard from him vocally. Um, even Jarvis Landry, they have pretty good pieces over there. You know, David Njoku. I mean, David Njoku is one of the better tight ends in the league. Uh, their running game against the Ravens wasn't so bad. I mean, Nick Chubb went for 10 for 60 yards. I thought he would get the ball a little bit more, but then you look at like the the one-two punch that they're rocking with Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt went 13 for 72. So give or take, I mean, one a buck 32 for both. I mean, you could hope that would go up a little bit more against Cincinnati, or you at least think it will. Um, I guess a key thing of all this going on is OBJ is looking like he's going to get traded. Uh, when the trade deadline comes in in a couple weeks, is he going to get moved? That's something to look at, in my opinion. Because... OBJ to anyone, he's a sure starter. Uh, is he worth the number one? I still think he is. I mean, after the injury, it's not that he's looked bad. It's just he's just not being looked at. Um, for the Cincinnati aspect of things, I mean, 
underrated wide receivers they do have. I mean, A.J. Green, obviously, has been injury-prone the last few years. Uh, Tyler Boyd, though, has been carrying the load as far as that. Last game, he didn't look so hot as far as, uh, I guess, receptions and yards. Statistically, he didn't look so crazy. But I do I do think um, they'll step it up. I, I mean, this, this uh, Cleveland defense ain't the hottest, if you ask me. I mean, A.J. Green and Tyler Boyd uh, last game went... AJ Green is 5 for 51. Tyler Boyd went 4 for 33. Eh, a little sleeper of a pick, but you're looking at the Brown secondary. I mean, it was torched. I mean, Lamar Jackson ran rough shot on that. 21 to 26 for Lamar. Three touchdowns, no picks. So it's not like they did anything at all. Um, and, I mean, I expect AJ Green to step up. I mean, this is a primetime game. AJ Green is one of those receivers that you... Always wonder where he's at. You know, you need to have maybe that second that that safety uh, sitting there. With, you know, because he still has good speed. Tyler Boyd is a really good uh, second option, and if if AJ Green decides to take I guess the back seat for this one, Tyler Boyd, I feel like he can step up. Um, the Bengals are. I mean, they just paid Joe Mixon too. Let's not forget Joe Mixon last game. He went 19 attempts for 69 yards. So he did get the ball. I mean, we expected him to get a little bit more. I mean, as fantasy people, um, because Joe Mixon did get paid. Um, So I do expect him to get the rock a little bit more against this Cleveland Browns defense. Uh, The Cleveland Browns, like I said, defense didn't look so hot. And do you think Cincinnati's going to be attacking at all all costs? I think Joe Burrow's going to open it up a little bit more. I mean, 36 attempts is 36 attempts. I don't think he'll go for 45, but... I think he'll maybe hit the 30, 30 uh, pass um, pass attempt threshold, and then maybe Joe Mixon goes for twenty five attempts rushing. I think I think this game's gonna be interesting because I know it's obviously a rivalry game. You know, it's the Ohio game, but it's more of just seeing the future for both. You're looking at Baker, and what does he got after if he loses this game? You know, like you start questioning a lot of things. If he wins, not nothing to really shine about because the Bengals, to me, everyone thinks they're tanking. Um, but if the Bengals win and you look at Joe Burrow, you're going to be looking at him a tad different just because he did beat this Browns. He beat Baker. He beat OBJ. He beat Jarvis Landry. You know, Miles Garrett. And let's not forget, they have some key key players. And if the Browns start off 0-2, you're going to have more questions for them than it is Cincinnati going 0-2. So that's something to think about. My prediction for this game is with so much uh, issues with the Browns, I I think, I don't know, I think I'm going to have to go Cincinnati. The way Joe Burrow played last week, I think think Joe Burrow could hold it out. I mean, maybe I'm just the only one that thinks Cincinnati could win this game, but... I don't know, man. I mean, damn, Baker Mayfield looked like straight ass last game. That's something that stayed in the back of my mind. I mean, the score was not even close. It wasn't even a game that you were, like, wanting to – you wanted to watch him just because I thought this game was going to be close on paper. And then you checked, like, the second quarter, and it was already out of – it was no contest who was going to win. But let's, let's hope this Thursday night game uh, lives up to at least some kind of um, – I guess let's hope it's watchable. We'll do that. The second game, in my opinion, that is... Uh, I'm going off notable, like, the 12 p.m., the 3 p.m., and the night games. 
night games, including Thursday night, Sunday night, and Monday night. And obviously for my 12 p.m., one of the 12 p.m. games is the 49ers versus the Jets. I know you're asking yourself, why do I care about a Jets game in general? And you obviously are correct. The Jets are very bad. But this is kind of like one of those, um, you're looking at it on paper and you think the 49ers should route the Jets. And to me, again, on paper, you're correct. But you're looking at these 49ers and how just they're so broken down. They remind me right now currently of like the Eagles every year. The Eagles go into the season always injured. They lose like seven players on each position. I mean, in each side of the ball, like you, you just wonder what's going on, and they just lost Richard Sherman on IR uh, for a couple weeks, of, uh, if I'm not mistaken, with an ankle injury or a hamstring. Um, so you're wondering when's he coming back? You know, Debo Samuel's also injured. I mean, the receivers alone. I mean. They're kind of not so crazy. Kendrick Bourne, Mohamed Sanu, and Brandon Guy. So you're looking at that and wondering who is the sure number one. I guess for me, I think it would be Kendrick Bourne just because he's a little more younger and a little more explosive. But you're not sure. Uh, make you question everything. Can they? Can they? Can they at least survive? This is one of those games that their defense needs to win their game. This game, because. Honestly, I think they might they might lay a goose egg with the ta- the lack of talent they have. I mean, Jet McKinnon, he's a good back, you know, and you think Raheem Mostert is a good back as well. I mean, he he was like their leading receiver last game. That's something to keep in mind. Then, and you know, I mean, do you think he plays like that again? I mean, who knows on that part? For the Jets, I mean, they got Molly Wapped as well. San Darnold didn't look too bad. He didn't. I mean. He threw a duck, but, I mean, 21-35, 215 yards for a touchdown and an interception. I, I mean, they're one of those teams as well that don't really have too many good receivers either. I mean, their their leading receiver was Chris Herndon, 6 for 37. Uh, they lost the ball. I mean, they lost Le'Veon Bell for a couple weeks with with an injury. They had to sign Kalen Gallage. I mean, the Jets are nothing to write home about. You literally could hope they'll be a top three pick. As Jets fans, I mean, you hope to get a good pick. Um, I guess a key key stats here for me um, is the Niners' defense right now is ranking like it's a total defense twenty six. The Jets are twenty seven. Do I expect these numbers to be indicative of how the game's going to play out? Not really. I think the Niners they did play a really good Arizona team again, my sleeper team to make it out of the NFC as far as like. Um, they're not going to win like the NFC championship type of thing, but they'll, they're a top 10 team in my, uh, I guess, rankings. Um, and they just have a bad matchup. Plus, the fact that they didn't have certain players made the Niners look really bad. Could the Niners won that game? Yes. But Kyler Murray is a problem, and everyone's uh, taking notice right now. The Jets, you expect them to be around the bottom half of this and maybe the bottom third, and the number doesn't show it. Um, it's, it's not lying to me. I think the Niners should win this game, and I think they should win. I think they're going to squeeze this one out, I'm going to be honest. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I think I think Jimmy G, I don't think I said it, uh, I don't think I explained it properly last time. Jimmy G, when you look at him, you look at the numbers, 19 to 33, two touchdowns, no picks. 
Is that is that good? No, it's okay. He had a good, above average, maybe slightly average game. But to me, I just think Jimmy G doesn't look. He does. He never looks comfortable doing anything. And the ball, you're never so comfortable as I guess an outside view when he's throwing the ball as far as um, accuracy and also um, decision making. To me, I think Jimmy G is highly overrated. And I say highly because I know he's with the Niners and last year they went to the Super Bowl and all that. But if you think about it, I mean, he wasn't, he didn't have a crazy year. Uh, in some ways, I feel like his, that defense got carried him um, to the Super Bowl and carried him throughout the playoffs. He had some games where he looked great uh, or the offense looked great. But to me, I mean, is he top 10? The quarterback, he's debatable. Honestly, I mean, is he in front of Matt Ryan? I wouldn't think so. Is he in front of, obviously, like a Baker? Yeah, I would think so. He is, uh, I mean, he's also prone to turning the ball over as well. He, he's that type of guy to put up three touchdowns and three picks. And those those picks are costly. I mean, I'm not saying uh, some quarterbacks. It's like you have costly picks and then you have picks that against teams that you don't really worry about. I mean, it looks bad on your on your uh, quarter, uh, t- touchdown uh, INT ratio, but you know he he throws the ball in situations and causes a turnover when you really really don't need it. Um, and I mean, let's see. Hopefully, I mean he plays good. I I obviously don't want anyone to play bad. Uh, hopefully, Jimmy G goes for five touchdowns this game or something crazy. But I don't know, man. I got the Niners winning. Uh, I think the Niners are going to win maybe by two touchdowns. A, consi- a consistent play, the defensive plays by that front four that they have in, in, in San Francisco. My third game, which is going to be a barn burner, I think, in my opinion. Maybe just for the fact that I think this game might be game of the week. I think this game is going to be straight fire. Uh, is Atlanta versus Dallas. Atlanta versus Dallas is indicative of what the NFL is current time and kind of like what sports are in general. I mean, you look at the NBA, it's offensive firepower all around, you know, marquee matchups what that can happen. Um, and this one is honestly a sure you can't miss this game. Atlanta, I guess my, my, uh, my storyline for this one is what offense is going to prevail you're looking at Dak, and the weapons he has is crazy. You know, C.D. Lamb, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, Zeke. You know, those guys are sure players. I mean, C.D. Lamb, obviously, he's still a rookie. But when you saw him play in college, you thought this guy was a god. And you look at Atlanta, and they have a god. They have Julio Jones. Matt Ryan, obviously, I think he's like maybe under the top five, maybe... Inside the top 10 for sure. It's maybe like the seventh, seventh best quarterback in the league. And Calvin Ridley, there are problems. That one-two punch is the truth. I mean, you're sad to see Julio Jones never get a touchdown. But Calvin Ridley is no joke. So, you on paper, this game should be like the Rams and the Chiefs 50-point game. Honestly, I'm not surprised if it isn't. Because these defensive teams have been, 
look, if you're looking at Dallas, they're star-studded. You know, Alden Smith, um, what do you call it? Uh, Bull Lady Van Der Esch went on um, IR. But you got Jalen Smith, you know, Xavier Woods is a, is a star up back that looks really nice. Um, and then you look at Atlanta, they have just some pretty good players. I mean, they did they pick up, they got Fowler and they lost Desmond Trufant, but they still have Keanu Neal at safety. And they did pick up a, a Terrell in the draft. They pick, they're, they're very fast. Both defenses are fast. I don't think they've got their footing yet. They should be better the next few weeks, I at least think. At least Dallas. Atlanta always plays fast and always gives up a lot of plays on defense. So they're never in the, the right places. Um, but so I do expect 50-point 50, 50 games. Man, I, I just totally blanked out on the, the dang teams, like their defensive players. Eh, don't worry about it. Y'all know, who, y'all know who they have or the lack thereof sometimes. I think I think uh, Dak is gonna show out. I think Dak's gonna have a a nice uh, maybe buck. We're talking what three fifty maybe three fifty three touchdowns. Amari Cooper should I mean in a dome he should play great. I expect him to have like maybe a cup like maybe ten receptions, hundred and five. I mean last game he played pretty good. I mean against the Rams he played he got ten catches for eighty one yards. CD Lamb. Five catches for fifty nine. Zeke played pretty solid. I think. I think what's scary about that team is or Dallas is is just the balance they can have. The only part that obviously they lost is uh, they lost their tight end for the year, and hopefully they can pick someone up. I mean, there's still a pretty solid amount of tight ends in the in the free agency. Excuse me, but for the for the Falcons. It's really a sad thing to think, excuse me, though, um, their offense is so high-powered, I haven't even mentioned Todd Gurley. The fact that they have Todd Gurley is crazy, and they got him for nothing. Um, but their defense always lets them down. Their offense is always so good. Um, I, also, I mean, sometimes Matt Ryan has some, some scra- uh, head-scratching uh, mistakes. Kind of like how Jimmy G does. But the thing with uh, Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan lets it loose. He reminds me of kind of like a Drew Brees in 09, you know. Like, or that that window of just high-powered offense, you know. I mean, maybe not the the Saints never had that type of firepower with web, uh, wide receivers. But the the points and all that, that they match out. I mean, who do I really, who do I, who do I think is going to win this game? I think Dallas has enough defensive players to make a, uh, enough stops against Atlanta. But like I said, I mean, this game looks like it's going to be like 40 to 50 points each. So I got Dallas winning. Um, do I think Atlanta can win? It's a toss-up. So whoever, I mean, let me know. Message me on my socials. Let me know what y'all think about this game or any of the games I'm, I'm talking about. Um, and just... Give me my opinion. Give me your opinion about my take or whatever you want, because I'm I'm curious to hear from what y'all think about these games. I'm gonna hit you with a surprise game. This next game, Washington versus Arizona. Now, let it sink in. And now, think about it. Why would I be talking about this game? 
the only maybe the only reason you y'all are thinking is Arizona. You know, I've been hyping them up these past few episodes. But I also did hype up Washington as far as that defense. That defense is a problem. The Washington football team defense is a problem. And obviously you're going to, with everything that's going on with the organization, I understand why you, no one cares for the Washington football team. But to sit here and say, wow, this team is not talented, or at least defensively wise, you got I got to hold, you got to calm down. You got to calm down. Uh, we'll start with Arizona. Arizona, one of the best uh, best offensive units in the league, as far as I'm concerned. You got three good, or uh, no, we're not good, but three great talents at wide receiver. As far as I mean, just some some have attributes and some are just legendary. D Hop is a up and coming top. Well, he's top five wide receiver, and he's looking like he's gonna just be that Julio. Of the next few years. And then you got Christian Kirk. That didn't play. He didn't get too many touches his last game. But I expect that to go up against Washington. And you have the bona fide Hall of Famer. Walking Hall of Famer Larry Fitz. And you're looking at them. In in just this picture aspect. I was like who's going to stop that? Who has that many secondary help. That can just take these people away. I don't think Washington does. To be frank. But. And I'm not even mentioning Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray is a fucking problem. He is a killer. He is a silent assassin, I think. Because he can run the ball, pass the ball. And he has great decision making. Kind of, I mean, he's an Oklahoma quarterback, but without the Baker Mayfield uh, tendencies, I guess you want to say. But I think the equalizer, or the neutralizer, I should say, would be... That Washington front four, Montez Sweat, we're talking about Chase Young, we're talking about Ioannidis, those guys wreak havoc. They're so young too, and they're so explosive, and I think that's where, I mean, their their secondary is okay, so I mean, I think I think that's where the they could take advantage. I mean, the pass rush could cause problems for the Cardinals. I don't think the Cardinals have fixed up the O-line as proper, I mean... But who knows? I mean, I think this is an upset-filled game. I think Washington could really go 2-0. Do I want them to go 2-0 in my eyes? I mean, I picked Arizona to make, you know, be top 10, so I don't, honestly. But, I mean, you're looking at what the Washington football team have. Uh, Their talent isn't much. I mean, but Terry McLaurin is a pretty great receiver. Um, He went 5 for 61 last game. Dwayne Haskins played conservative. Against the Eagles, I mean, 17-31-178, a touchdown. Nothing to write home about the running backs or whatever. Antonio Gibson and Peyton Barber. Uh, Antonio Gibson went for nine rushes for 36. Peyton Barber went 17 for 29 with two touchdowns. I mean, kind of like, like LeGarrette Blunt, if you ask me. Um, but, I mean, also, I mean, this is where Arizona could be, I mean, could hold it down. That Arizona defense is underrated. I think um, they did play the Niners, um, and they got moved around a little bit, but nothing too crazy. I mean, they're they're ranked seventeenth defensively, uh, so I maybe they could hold it down for a couple stops. Maybe that Washington uh, offense never gets going, so maybe Kyler gets extra possessions and Kyler puts up more points. But see, that's where I talk about. 
the Washington football team. They're fourth ranked on defense. Fourth. They're a top five defense. So it's just interesting what we could see. Like, will Arizona's offense prevail against this defense? This very stingy defense, I should add. That, that That's my question. Um, but my answer, or I guess my prediction says, Arizona should win, and they'll win. Uh, I'll give you a say 28 to 17, something like that. That seems like a pretty decent score. Um, and if you want to keep it, um, you listeners want to write it down, see what I said, you know, maybe scores, put it down. You got Sunday Night Football. And I, I, I brushed over these teams last week or last episode. But because I kind of wanted to save it for this episode. Kind of had an idea what I wanted to do for this episode. I wanted to be uh, more informative. Last episode was, you know, we were we we're pretty much talking football, but, you know, talking shit at the same time. But we got New England going to Seattle for Sunday Night Football. We got Cam Newton versus Russell Wilson. I don't know if you want to talk about more of, uh, I guess, celeb-type quarterbacks. But here you go. Um, Cam Newton, first year with the Patriots. People, Some people thought he wouldn't even be a starter against Jared Stedham. But here we are. He did beat the Dolphins. He ran for 72 yards, 75 yards with two touchdowns. He didn't throw the ball too crazy. I mean, 15-19 for a buck 55. No touchdowns. But I guess the Dolphins, they didn't really need to do that. They just spread the wealth for the running game. I mean, they... Cam himself, like I said, he ran for 15, uh, 15 attempts. Sonny Michelle ran for another 10 for 37. Uh, Rex Burkhead ran for seven, uh, seven attempts for 32 yards. But, I mean, my question is, can they keep up with this fucking offense that the, the Seahawks have? Because it's looking pretty good. I mean, Russell Wilson, 31 to 35, 322 yards, four touchdowns. Didn't even break a sweat against that really bad uh, Falcons defense. Nuts. Like, he didn't look pressured at all. He got sacked a couple times, for sure. One, two sacks. But the the, the Seattle O-line held up. That's something to keep in mind now because they have explosive receivers. Y'all know the guy, DK Metcalf. Y'all saw his 4-3. He runs like a fucking animal, and he looks just like Calvin Johnson. He is insane. He ran for, I mean, the only thing, I mean, you worry about him is just he kind of has brick hands sometimes, and that's kind of, like, worrisome for me. Um, he did get four catches for 95 yards. I mean, he torches. And a touchdown, I, I should say. But one of those players that you should worry about, in my opinion, like, because he's just everywhere, is Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett has eight, eight receptions for 92 last week. So can he bring that into Foxborough that, Foxborough still has a top five defense according to the statistics. I think he can, but I mean, it'll be a problem. I mean, it's going to be an issue. I mean, I think Stefan Gilmore might be on him more than DK, but maybe because Stefan has a more of a bigger frame, maybe he goes with DK. But I would be worried more about Tyler than I am for DK just for the fact that he's just a consistent football player. Uh, you look at him and he's always has pretty good stats. He always is around the ball, and that's something to keep an eye on. I think something to take from Seattle's game last week 
was the lack of running. Their rush game last year was a, or the past few years, they've always been like top five, it seems like. And last game, Chris Carson got the ball six attempts for 21, and that's it. So, do you do y'all think next week, or this this game coming up with the Patriots, do you think they're going to run the ball? That's something to keep an eye on or keep your mind on. Because, I mean, a lot of people want Russ to cook. The hashtag, you know, let Russ cook. But, I mean, do you want to stay one-dimensional? So, can, where's the balance? That's kind of my thing. Is Russ going to throw for three? Can he throw for 300 and Chris Carson get 100? That's something to keep an eye on against in this game because this game, I think, um, it proves if Cam Newton could, can make it happen. Like, to me, uh, Cam Newton could could pose an issue for the Seattle team just for his versatility. But I don't think this offense is strong enough to control the – or, yeah, keep up with, with the Seahawks. I mean – Top five defense, like I said, for the Patriots. And the Seahawks are 31st. But those came off, uh, I guess, like the back half of the the fourth and the third. Because, I mean, the Falcons were trying to play catch-up. They got the ball a little bit more. I mean, it's not... I I see that it's kind of like that number is not too true. It's not as accurate as far as, like, I guess, the, the viewer's eye. Because... The Seahawks were up. They were blowing out the Falcons. So the Falcons, I mean, the, the Seahawks put their, put their, uh, put it on cruise control. So the Falcons had to play. It's kind of like when Matt Ryan threw for 450. I mean, yeah, he threw for 450 because he had to. He had to keep throwing. I mean, he couldn't give it to Todd Gurley. So it's kind of the same thing here. I mean, Seahawks, I mean, they have Jamal Adams. Jamal Adams played pretty solid. Um, so it's something to keep an eye on. I have Seattle winning this game, and I think this is going to be a close game. I think it's going to be one of those low 20s, maybe like uh, maybe 20, what, roughly 25, 21, something like that. Seattle winning. And then we have, since I'm a Saints fan, the last game of the season, I mean, last game of the week, we got the Saints traveling to debut the Las Vegas Raiders Stadium. I forgot the name. It's a pretty cool name. And their season pass uh, little box that they get. Pretty fucking awesome. This one has a lot of storylines in my head. I feel like Michael Thomas is not going to play. I think a lot of people know that. Um, Something to keep an eye on because none of the receivers did anything last game. Jerry Cook did cook, I guess, pun intended. But who else is going to get the ball? You got Emmanuel Sanders. To make shit happen. And he only went for 3 for 15 last game. That's not... For me, that's not good. Um, And I'm worried because... You look at the Raiders. And the Raiders last week played awesome. Now, awesome offensively. Defensively, we could talk about that. But Derek Carr played good. I mean, 22 of 30. 239. A touchdown. Henry Ruggs, he's a little banged up right now, but 3 for 55. Darren Waller, 6 for 45. You know, the distribution that uh, Derek Carr was doing was nice. It was nice. It makes that. And then Josh Jacobs, I can't even. I, Josh Jacobs ran for 100, you know. So you're seeing the balance. 
and you feel the balance because you're looking at them and you feel like this team is unstoppable in ways. Um, obviously, they're not lighting it up like I guess you want to say the Falcons are. Excuse me, but you're looking at them. I mean, the Falcons are not balanced. I mean, they have two great receivers. The running game was a lot to be desired. Uh, leaves a lot to be desired. But the the Raiders, they have pretty okay, I mean, receivers. They'll get the job done. They have a pretty solid tight end, and their running their running back is pretty great. Um, can the can the Saints that are top ten defense hold down this offense? Uh, I'm gonna go on the like on the record. I think the Raiders are gonna win this game. Uh, I think it, I think their offense for the Saints is kind of it's lackluster right now. I know Alvin Kamara just got a contract extension. I get that, but I don't know. I mean, I think. It's like the Raiders' defense as well. I mean, they're ranked 25th, but I think it's going to get better. Like, their defense is going to play much better than that number this game. Um, they just have pretty pretty good uh, players all around. I think I think roughly what's going to kill the Saints is there's going to be a lot more possessions. I think the thing with Drew Brees, as he gets older, you know, he needs that, like, Marcus Colston, which is like a Michael Thomas, and he doesn't have that. And what they always had before was kind of like a Devery Henderson, you know, as a like the second man. Emmanuel Sanders is better than Devery Henderson, but when Devery Henderson was with the Saints, he was much younger. And Emmanuel Sanders, yeah, he's reaching up in that age. Can he, I guess, get young for this game? You know, can he can he pull through, make it happen? Maybe like eighty yards, you know, ten receptions type of thing. Can Traquan Smith make it happen? Uh, who knows? I mean, it, it's all. I mean, this is obviously a prediction. I don't. I don't. I mean, I could be wrong. Maybe Drew Brees goes for five hundred on this defense. I don't know. Um, I don't expect that. But uh, I think the Raiders are going to win this game, and I think they're going to win. They're going to put up like thirty points. I think it's going to be like twenty to thirty. I love the Saints defense. Obviously, I'm a Saints fan, but I also got to be realistic. I mean, this offense is ranked twenty seventh. And I, I don't think that number is wrong. I think it's right. The rank 27 rushing and the rank 26 passing. So that's something to keep in, uh, keep in mind going with. Like the Saints this year, even though I, I do have them making the Super Bowl, I mean, um, I think um, they have a lot of lot of shit to work on. A lot. I think I think to me they just they look they look old with Drew Brees. I guess that's that's what it is. Um, I know with Taysom Hill, I mean. You know, he comes in. He's a gadget player. I really I really want Jameis Winston to be the starter next year, the year. Uh, I think he, he's one of those projects that, that will turn out great. Um, a lot of people might think uh, that's kind of crazy, you know, with him having a 30-30 game. But, I mean, the man the man is electric, I guess we'll say that. <laughs> you know, he'll, he'll fucking get the crowd going at either way. And he looks like he's like a sponge, you know. He'll just soak in all the information. And with Sean Payton, she, I'd want to be in that in that uh, situation. So yeah, Raiders are gonna beat the Saints. And those are my my predictions or the marquee matchups that I think y'all should keep an eye on. I think they're really interesting. Um, if you're a really diehard fan, if not, well, you know, go with the more, more uh, name brand names uh, teams. But for that, I mean, I would say that. Um, I guess to transition into all that, uh, uh, 
you're looking at the NBA during the Eastern Conference Finals and finally got the Western Conference Finals. Um, I forgot to mention, we didn't really talk much of it, but uh, the Miami Heat and the Celtics are in it. I picked the, the Heat to make it to the Conference Finals. I did. Um, I, I put a bet with my man GS. I'm only going to call him by his initials because he thought I was crazy saying the Heat were going to make it to the, to the Eastern Conference Finals. But I did. I, I think they're a balanced team. I think they're. I thought they were my dark horse team. I thought you know. I didn't think they would be so crazy, but look at them. You know, um, I did. I, I remember when the bubble started and before the playoffs. I did say the Celtics were gonna be. Um, we're gonna be, they're, inconsistent, and you know Tatum has been balling out. You know, shutting me up. I doubt he listens to my podcast, but he's shutting me up. I just hope Jalen Brown finally steps up, you know, like Jalen Brown has good games, but we need that great game, you know, Jason Taylor's been putting him up consistently, and I just hope, you know, if Jalen Brown puts it up, I, I feel like the Celtics should run past the Heat, even with the really great defense that the Heat have, you know, um, with that being said, I, I, this is a fucking seven game series type of thing, I don't know, I, I really don't know who could win this game. Um, I guess to pick the series, since I picked the Bucks to make the, the finals, I'm going with, I'm rolling with the Heat. I got to pick the Heat, Heat in seven. Um, I think Goran Dragic is still in a hold down. Um, Bam Adebayo with the, one of the greatest box, uh, blocks in postseason history. Um, shouldn't go unnoticed. Uh, Jimmy Butler's been playing great. He's been a bomb leader for them. Um, I think they should make the finals. Um, the Clippers losing to the Nuggets. That one was interesting. Um, what I wonder is, uh, if that series for the Nuggets, did it take a lot out of them? These, I think, didn't they have passed the game seven, these past two series? So uh, how drained are them with a really fresh Lakers squad? That's, mm, I guess you could say that's a storyline for them. Um, or maybe it's the fact that they've been playing a lot. Maybe they're on fire right now. Maybe they're going to torch the Lakers. Who knows? Um, I have the Lakers beating the Nuggets. Uh, I saw a crazy stat. Um, that was it in 09 or was it 2010? Uh, the Lakers. It was when the Lakers beat, played the Magic in the finals. Um, where the Lakers played the the Rockets second round. And then played the Nuggets conference finals. And it was with Kobe. Um, and they played the Magic in Orlando. And they brought up how that that's a similar as to anything with LeBron now, because LeBron with the Lakers played the Rockets second round, and he also played the Nuggets Western Conference, um, and in Orlando, obviously not the Magic, but similarities are crazy there. Um, that's something cool, I guess. Uh, I think the Lakers are gonna win. I think the Lakers win in five or six. I think the Lakers are just too uh, superstar heavy, so the superstar should show up. I, I expect them to win. Um, if I they lose, dang it. But yeah. Other than that, I think we, I think the the NBA playoffs have been pretty good. But I mean, no one really watched like the I think it was Game Six on on Sunday because of the, you know, NFL. But other than that, I think we covered pretty much everything. We had a pretty long pod, the last pod. So this one is a little more short. But sweet at the same time. It's straight to the point. Kind of talk about NFL. Talk about a little bit of the NBA. Um, for me, I'll 
I'll leave you a little song suggestion at the end. I at the moment I don't know which one it is. So we'll see what what I can give you. Something fire, I'm sure. Um, but for that, I'm gonna end this pod with Reba Dirty. I'll catch you on the next one. Peace. <laughs> you gonna pad? Man, scene was so thick. Low rise, seventy-seven severe, L dog, them but them blacks. All the play, all the hustle. I'm talking about a black man having here. It's beginning to look a lot like wood Follow my every step Take notes on how I crept I was about to go in depth This is the way I greet my season Here's my get to rep I kept to say the least No, no, it can't cease So I began to piece my two and two together Got no snowy weather Have to find something to do better Bet I said some time so shut up that Nonsense about some solid, solid I got sick, crock if it ain't real, ain't right I'm like no matter what the season Forever chill with Smith I sent my fifth I chill with West and got my reason So tell me what did you expect You thought I'd break my neck To help y'all deck the, the, Oh no, I got other means of celebrating I'm getting busy at Hojo I got the hoochie waking I made it through another year Can't ask for nothing much more It's outcast for the books I thought you knew so now you know Let's go Leaning back my elbows out the window Coke ramen endo fills my body Where's the party? We roll deep, we dip to underground Sees a lot of hoes around I spit my game while waiting countdown I fight for one, three, two, here comes the one A new year has begun, be funk spark another one One
worldwide. Damn. For that.